Into sports. 20 yards out. Urs to shoot. Don't oh, and get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. With Green Farm on the go, snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites. Now, you may have seen a new campaign today. The Olympic Federation of Ireland are launching it. It's called Don't Scroll By. So it's basically calling on the public and sporting stakeholders alike to adopt a zero-tolerance approach to online abuse, to discrimination, and to hate speech as well, and to hashtag delete, ban, report this type of commentary when they witness it online, which as we know of late, is all too frequently. Very happy to say Emer O'Neill is part of the launch. Emer, you wear many hats. We'll get to all those, but thanks for uh, coming on the show. Great to have you with us. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Uh, Why did you get involved with this launch? What jumped out to you in particular? Um, well, actually, they approached me about uh, they're doing a Dare to Believe Schools module as part of the Don't Scroll By campaign. And they asked me if I would work on it with them. So it's going out to primary and secondary schools. And basically it's uh, it, within the module, it talks about you know not being a, a bystander when you see online you hate speech, et cetera. Um, so after that, they got in touch with me and said, would I like to do a bit more with it? And I said, I'd love to, because it's exactly up my alleyway, you know, and um, I, I just, the concept of it is brilliant. People ask all, me all the time, what can they do to help, you know? And I think the idea of don't scroll by is just like step one in a simple series of ways that we can be proactively anti-racist. If there are some tired parents uh, half listening going, I know that voice or half watching going, I know that face. You are <laughs> on Ortiz School Hub. You are keeping the nation active. You're also... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but PE teacher at North Wicklow Educate Together Secondary School. Uh, you play basketball underage for Ireland. You do a little bit of coaching or have done with the under 20s. So you've got all these uh, balls in the air as well as uh, family and life and all that as well. How's the homeschooling going? Oh, it's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, seems to be the as, response. <laughs> as every other single parent out there knows, uh, it's hard gone, you know. Yeah. Um, you do have another set of respect, I think, for teachers after going through these periods of homeschooling and um, between, you know, yourself working and then also having to homeschool the kids. Like, it's been tough. And I know, I think at this stage, my son, Kai, he's six. I think he's just tired of hearing my voice. You know, I could say anything and he's just hearing, wow, 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 wow. So, uh, yeah, homeschooling, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to me not having to do that anymore. But being on Homeschool Hub, on the other hand, has been brilliant. And actually having Homeschool Hub in general was brilliant. I wasn't a part of it during the first lockdown, but I knew all of the cast and we watched it every day. Uh, for me, it was a chance to just get a break. Um, and then for Kai to not have me, mm-hmm. you know, telling him to do things, you know, and he honestly really was missing his teachers. And I think the fact that he was able to see mentor John Ray and Kleena every day, it just kind of, it, it got that routine going and they became his mentor. So he was happy 
then, you know, it was, I know for a lot of parents that homeschool hub has been a total saviour and me included on that. I hadn't actually, because I, I saw you in the Late Late Show, so I don't have kids. I hadn't seen you on Homeschool Hub and I first saw you in the Late Late Show talking about, um, well, a whole host of things. Um, to get your story, so for people who, who maybe haven't heard you over the last uh, while talking about various issues, uh, an interesting jumping off point. You don't love the conversation, so where are you from? Because when you just say Bray, there's like an undercurrent and there's like a, yeah, but come on, what, 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 you don't, you know, where, where are you from? What's your story? So let's... Let's jump in there because um, Wexford mother, Nigerian father, we were born, I had a look, we are born same year. So uh, I know in like in my world, I don't think I went to anybody, to school with anybody who didn't look pretty much exactly like me till I was 12, 13 territory. Yeah. So what was the, what was the early 1990s childhood experience like? Um, well, I, I am the same, like within my town, but probably was maybe six, seven um, people of colour in my whole town. Um, and in my school of 800 students, I'd have been the only person of colour. And um, so I definitely wasn't seeing myself represented in school or, you know, in anywhere most of the time. And yeah. um, even at home, because my mum was white and my dad, she, she's a single, was a single parent. So I didn't even have the influence of my Nigerian background from my dad. Um, but I was well aware that I was different. Um, and I think I was probably maybe like about five or thereabouts when I I, I showed it to my mom that I knew that I was different. And one of those experiences was that I was in the bath trying to clean off the brown on my skin. And she asked, I was profusely scrubbing, you know, and she was asking me, what, like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to get the brown off but it won't come off and I was really upset about it so like as young as five mm. would be my first I think memory really of of that um it's like I suppose the the more time goes on we have become a lot more diverse which is amazing like so for instance I went to America on scholarship when I was 18 mm. and when I came home a year later for a holiday I would, a holiday not a holiday it's just home when I just when I came home imagine a holiday when I came home to my country yeah um I um, was walking around in Dublin and I just was like oh I feel like I could be anywhere right now like it was just it was giving me London vibes you know yeah. I just put my eyes and open it and there's just so, so many different ethnicities and I was like this is so cool like you know change is really happening you know um so I was really excited about it but um yeah no I was away for 10 years total um and I just returned back here to Ireland in 2014 and started my teaching career and everything. And I did coach the under-20s uh, women's Irish team. Uh, we went to Montenegro. Um, and then I suppose my work with all this activist stuff, it really, it began after the murder of George Floyd. That's what instigated it for me. Now, I wouldn't have been somebody that would have spoken out about <coughs> racism before. Right. Um, I think mainly because I uh, had bad experiences with talking about it, I would have been told, like, stop pulling the race cards or a bit of gaslighting, like, you know, they're only having a bit of crack, you know, the Irish humour. And so my experience with expressing myself about that topic was negative. So I learned to just keep it inside, that people just weren't in a, a space to be able to take that on board, you know, mm -hmm. I think 
it's even like we're we're in 2021 and I think people are just now starting to be able to see that there is actually racism in Ireland. Uh, it's on our doorstep. It's not an American problem. It's it's so prevalent here. Um, one of the biggest comments I get back, like the most common comments, would be, I'm just astonished hearing your stories and the things that you've gone through in Ireland from you know, 1985 to present day. Mm. Uh, just, just didn't think that was happening here in Ireland. So it's been, I think, a wake-up call for a lot of people. God, there's a lot in that answer. Um, <laughs> you know, when you make that point about, ah, come on, it's only a bit of crack, that rang true with me. I've, I've heard that excuse given after yeah. a bad joke or the wrong comment uh, in my own world, broadly mm. speaking, over the years. And you can be met, you know, so you, you can hear it, but just stop. It's a bit of crack. It's harmless. So I can only imagine what it's like for you having to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, because, you know, and, and that's where, you know, learning and unlearning come into play. There's there's plenty of kind of little sayings that we would have, especially here in Ireland, that are racist, you know, but we say them because we don't recognize them to be racist. But like, mm. I'll give an example of one. Um, and this was said to my face with other family members in a room and, um, they were talking about their experience in the hospital after uh, some, you know, replacement of some sort. And they described how the nurses were working. He said they were working like the blacks. Very impressive. They were working like the blacks. And, you know, you just sit back for a sec and think, did I actually just hear that? Because, you know, what you've actually just said is that the nurses in the hospital were working so hard, nearly like the black slaves, you, you know, back when yeah. slavery was, that's, you know, ultimately you have to start understanding where these sayings come from, where they derive from and what the undertone actually means yeah. in them. Um, and there, was a, there was an Irish politician who got into hot water for using that phrase in the last ugh, 15 years. I mean, I don't want to say her name because I, I need to double check it, but it was, you know, that that's definitely in the lexicon for but sure. Like, I mean, it's a very common thing. It's very, a common yeah. thing and people do use it. Um, but I think it's important to educate yourself on why. I, I know a lot of people say, geez, the world is so PC. Like I can't sure. do anything. Like I can't say this. I can't say that. But like, I mean, realistically, you know, you have to understand what, what, where these terms derive from and what their true meaning is. And that's on us. And like, there's certain words you just you just shouldn't say and yeah. the n-word being one of those you know it just it should never pass your lips period five-year-old you scrubbing off your skin that's a heartbreaking image i mean if you walked in on your son in that position i'm sure it would break your heart yeah. was that prompted by an incident or incidents or was that just a young you looking around and not seeing others like you and, and wanting to fit in which is a very natural instinct i mean from all accounts from my mom i would have gotten like I was called the N-word a lot um, and, you know, would have had kind of issues making friends. Like people wouldn't, the kids wouldn't in the estates wouldn't want to hang around with me. And um, I'd say it's just, it, it was probably a case of just over time, you know, like a lot of people would say it to my face, like that you are an N-word. So, I mean, over a course of time, you're going to know what that means. Um, and then realize that you are different, you know, um, and like, I'm, I look so totally different to my mom as well. Like 
she's tiny. She's about five four. I'm nearly six feet tall. Like, <laughs> and she's this tiny little woman. You know, it's like when you don't even see yourself when you've even reflected within your own family too. Um, like it can be tough. Yeah, I can only imagine. What effect do you think all that has had on you as an adult? Um, I, I, I think in loads of ways, really, to be honest, it has affected me with my self-confidence, my own body image. Um, it's affected me as far as knowing or understanding my cultural identity, um, which is a very lonely place to not feel like you belong anywhere. Um, just in general, like I think a lot of internal like pain as far as, you know, kind of always wanting to have or be something else or look like someone else um, and kind of never feeling good enough or feeling that I have to be the best at whatever I do just mm -hmm. to be good enough or as good as somebody else. You know, there's no ever, there's no space for me to ever slip up really or, you know, um, and that's, that's a he it's heavy baggage to carry, you know, and I'm carrying that for myself. But now I see my six-year-old son um, and I see him stay and do similar things that I would have. And like you're talking 35 years later, you would hope that that wouldn't be a thing. But, you know, he has said, I wish I, I wish I had white skin like my dad. He said things like, wish that he looked like his friends. He asked me why his hair doesn't like blow in the wind the way his friend's hair do does. And it's like, do you know, it, like it's heartbreaking because mm -hmm. I know what that feels like. And I would have hoped and prayed that he wouldn't go through that same thing. Um, and now I have a nine month old daughter, but she is like, she looks nothing like me. Her complexion is white. Mm. So my son's complexion is that bit darker than me. Um, and then my daughter is is white and has kind of straight hair, you know. So again, it's like I'm waiting for the the, the conversations, you know, because it will happen, you know, friends being like, well, why is your dad white? And like, how come you're darker than your mom? And like, mm. how come your sister's white? And, you know, so it's so important to, to prep him for all those questions that he's not nervous or scared by those questions to feel confident in answering them that he can confidently say well I'm half Jamaican I'm a quarter Nigerian and a quarter Irish hence my color my beautiful mm. color and my cool hair and know? is he is, is he dealing with um, incidents as well or do you suspect like, I would presume he's not in as much of a minority as you were as the one in 800 these days um yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I live in Bray. Bray is, is not very diverse still. Right. Okay. Um, it, you won't believe it, but in his school, in his class, he actually has a mixed race um, buddy, same mix. And um, and that's in a, a girl school. <clears throat> and I like before I put him in the girl school, a lot of people said to me, like, Emery, like you saw how hard it was to, you know, see people like you in just a regular mainstream school. Do you not think putting me into a girl's school is going to be even harder? And I just said, look, I like, I, I don't care. I'm not going to change. I want him to have Irish. It was really, it's really important to me. It always has been. Mm. Um, and funnily enough, it comes, turns out then that he's actually in a class with another mixed race, African Irish um, child with the same type of hair. So it's really cool. Like, I'm glad for him that he has that. Mm. It, it is important, you know. Um, but he still feels but, that sense of, I ain't quite fitting in the way I want to, clearly. Definitely. Like, definitely. Because, like, everybody that everybody else that he knows, other than 
that one child is white, you yeah. know? Um, and for the most part, like in his school books, the characters are white, the pictures within his classroom, the kids are white, you know, there's, mm. there's just so, so much that as, as a, a, a white man or woman, you don't see it. I know. I was, I was, I, I was talking with some uh, people yesterday. It's so funny you mentioned that. And we're just, you know, as we all are at the moment, what are you watching on TV is kind of like yeah. the most exciting thing in all our lives. And again, us being of a similar age, I mean, the iconic show in our world was probably Friends. I think you, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, yeah. it's New York City. And like, I think it's about season seven before there's a black character. Yeah. Uh, but good, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't jump out to me at the time. Yeah. I mean, it must, I don't know, it must have jumped out to you. It did. And things like yeah. that always do, you know, but again, like I would say that to somebody like <clears throat> there hasn't been a black person in this show at all so far or in this movie so far or something like that. And someone says to me, what? Mm. So it's <laughs> like, really? Mm. But if the shoe's on the other foot, I feel like you would think differently about that. Like, obviously it's not bothering you because you see yourself represented everywhere all the time. Yeah. And all Irish media, you know, in leadership positions and everything, I don't. Yes. And people that look like me don't, mixed race and black, you know. So um, I think just like, so for us as a country, because we have become so diverse, we have to change the way we see ourselves as Irish people. You know, that you know, white skin um, does not mean Irish. Like, mm. my skin means Irish too now, mm. you know, and has done for years, but it's not been acknowledged. And so mm. it's something that, you know, I think once you see it, you will never unsee it again. Mm. I would challenge a lot of my followers like to do things like, I want you to go and I want you to look at all the books that you have in your bookshelf. Do you have any books where the authors are a, people, a person of color or black? Uh, look at your collection of movies or the movies that you do watch is the main character or the protagonist ever uh, a black person you know yeah. do you are you showing material in your home where it shines um black and mixed people in a positive light or you know mm. same toys like look at your kids toys are all the dolls white are all the action figures white like it's just it's small things but you know it's there. And when, especially when it comes to literature, it's so important for kids that they're getting a diverse range of literature that shows cultural diversity. Kids are like sponges and they soak it up. Early as two years old, you should be talking to your kids about, because they can recognize things that they like, things that they don't like, mm. uh, characteristics and features of people, you know? So it's not a case of like, oh, I think they're a bit young to have this conversation. That's not the case. The earlier, yeah. Yeah. to be honest, you know? Is like, it really yeah, because I was, I was just, because I that was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you. And I went on to the School Up video and I saw like a six minute video you had recorded where you explained racism. And it was, it was pitched at a young audience very clearly. And you talked about your experience growing up. You introduced, you know, concepts like segregation in the USA and, and various places. Like these are big concepts. And a lot of people would think, oh, I don't even know if I want to yeah, infect my children with that kind of hate, you know, well meaning people. See, I like um, that. I have to say that video for me was a game changer. Like mm. I, that was a, a mic drop moment for me. I, I said I could die happy, you know, after doing that. It was so important to me um, to be able to create that little piece of, of as a resource. 
the thing is with us here in Ireland, we don't have a lot of our own material as resources to explain racism. And like, we don't have statistics. We don't have the things that most countries do mm. to be able to see different counties where it happens the most, what kind of racial profiling, all these. We don't have these things. We're only just getting on, on board with all of that. Um, so for me to be able to go on national TV and chat to the kids of Ireland about it and just tell them like when I was younger you know when I was in the yard like a lot of people or a lot of my other kids in, in the in the yard didn't want to hold my hand and like I knew that that wasn't nice and it didn't make me feel nice mm. it's and it's important I think because kids I'm sure could relate I did get really amazing feedback I had parents um, come back to me they used it as a conversation started so they played it and then when it was finished they had a chat with their their son or daughter and just kind of said so um how do you think that made Emer feel when mm. you know it, you know she knew that people didn't want to hold her hand or what would you do if you saw that happen now would you would you go and hold that person's hand or would you want to make friends with them or have you experienced or seen or witnessed something like that happen you know and so it's just really nice chilled conversation not too too much not too heavy yeah but enough to get their minds thinking you know that and be able to see it if it's happening and to be that that person that's not going to stand by which is which is why that <clears throat> don't scroll by campaign that the OFI have have laid out is so good I know people everywhere the, it, these are the majority of Irish people they want to know what they can do to make mm. a change and I know that for a fact because I get hundreds literally of messages a week from people saying, I stand with you, with you in solidarity. What can I do to help? And, you know, even just this simple thing, like don't scroll by is actually so massive. Is it, it's it's, it's funny because I, I remember with the um, George Floyd protests and uh, the point was made by numerous people that it was great to have white faces with them. You of know? course. And actually, as a, as a white person, you can feel well, like I feel like I'm, I'm embarrassed to even be part of this, or well, you know what, what am what am I protesting about really, or you know, but show, those that, those, that show that. solidarity is is key. Yeah, I've I've gotten a lot of that. You know, you? I'm okay. kind of afraid to use my voice email. Like, what would you what do you think? And I said, you're thinking about it way too much. You need to speak out the same way I'm speaking out. It doesn't have to have happened to you. Yeah. We are one nation and we stand as one. If it happens to one of us, it happens to us all. And for me, when a traumatic incident happens, it depends on the amount of support that I get from the people around me as to whether or not it's detrimental to like my, my mental health or you know anything like that. And I really try to emphasize that to people. So like I'd get a message on my Instagram from somebody that would say, look, I know I don't know you and I'm so sorry if you're just messaging you randomly, but I've seen the work you're doing and I just wanted you to know that I stand with you. Uh, and, you know, I've started talking to my kids about A, B or C. Like, you don't actually understand how much that means to me when I hear that. Like, I don't I don't need to know you personally. Message me, please. Like, it means so much. It's what gives me the strength to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, when I started having my name graffitied all over my town, like, it was a really tough time for me and for my family. Uh, <clears throat> and there were plenty of times that I, I said, I just kind of want to just crawl under my covers and just stay there and just disappear, delete all my social medias and I just don't know if I can handle this. And then in turn, I see my community out 
people I don't even know with paintbrushes and paint, kids, parents, grandparents out painting over my name to make sure that it's gone as soon as it goes up, that I don't ever have to see it. And people from all over Ireland messaging me saying it's absolutely atrocious. They are the minority. We support you. Black Lives Matter, you know, and it's like that is huge. And like we as a country, the majority of the people of Ireland are white. So white people don't speak out. Then sure. Yes. it's going to be a pretty quiet place. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe can maybe people can feel they just oh, I'm, do I look like I'm just virtue signaling here and looking like yeah. I'm, I'm a great, you know? Um, yeah, I do, and I and I do understand that. But yeah. I, my advice to people is use your voice. Like now is the time to actually be actively and vocally anti-racist. Not just say I'm I'm not racist, yes. but that you can call people out. Like you're sitting in a conversation and somebody says something, and you know that. That that's not acceptable, you know. And so you approach it with, um, I'm I'm a little concerned with the comment that you made there. I don't really like what what do you mean by that? You know that mm. no, that people don't just get away with just saying things and then gaslighting it away, like mm. just having a laugh, just a bit mm. of crap. Like come on, mm. you know. But like that, like you see, like online is has been treacherous lately, like yeah. and just it's a free-for-all like you want to see some of the messages that i've got like i posted a picture of me breastfeeding my daughter and i would uh, like i'm i'm trying to normalize breastfeeding it's a beautiful thing and i i don't think women should be ashamed of it and i think it's something that should be out there it's important to me and underneath this beautiful picture of a, a mother you know nourishing her child a man wrote ugly blackie and I clicked on his profile because like, you know, a lot of the time people say to me, oh, it's just keyboard warriors and they're probably not even real people like get over it and all this kind of stuff. Like I click on his picture and it's a picture of him with his two kids. And you're like, it's just horrific. Like it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Like what inside him, what amount of hate must there be to stop at a picture like that and want to tell that person they're an ugly blackie? You know, it's it's horrible. And I had another post under one of my my daughter's pictures saying uh, weird, weird looking child. You know, it's 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 so horrible, so harmful. And that's why the Don't Scroll By campaign is huge. You stop. So hashtag delete, ban, report. You delete the comments, you ban or block the person and you report it to wherever you need to. And like something as small as that can be so huge. And I'd also throw in there too, that you, you maybe reach out to the person that you saw that that was written to just so that they know that they have support. And you can say like, I deleted that and I reported that and I, whatever, because we don't, that's not Ireland. That's not, a, that's not us. That is not our majority. And we're here with you, you know, standing in solidarity. And the least that we can do as the people of Ireland is don't scroll by, you know, the stuff. And, and our, um, our friend with his two kids who probably, you know, in the next breath is putting up another post with hashtag be kind in it and doesn't even understand the stupidity of his own behavior. To what extent does that upset you? Because like, like, that's incredibly upsetting. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could be tempted to say, oh, it's water off a duck's back or, you know, I'm used to it. Yeah. But Jesus, that's, that's, yeah. that's, oh. that, like, I mean, I, if, you, if you told me you cried and were really upset about that, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, you know? Yeah, that. What, that wasn't something that I cried about, but I have cried definitely about multiple other things. Um, constantly being told to go back to my own country. Um, you know, like it's. How, it's how does that arise? How does that arise, Emer? So when, like, well, I did find have, the newspaper. 
I did an interview. I did. I was on the Ryan Tuberty show, and after that, they had posted it on their Facebook, and the comments were open. And oh my god, I they were just horrendous. Like when I I read like the first few, and I just like don't read anymore. But I couldn't help myself. Mm. Now there was some beautiful ones there. Like you don't remember them, strong woman. Yeah. All these. Like, no, and I remember all of them, and they they meant so much. But you can't help but see the others. That and it was things like, if she doesn't like it here, why did she just go back to her own country? Mm. Or like, my daughter has red hair and gets bullied all the time. Get over it. Like, so we're now we're now um, comparing, you know, four hundred years of slavery to having red hair. Um, you know, think about the N word. Um, it's the likes of uh, it's the like of her that are listening to all the rap music and saying the N word all the time. It's their own fault. You know, there's just so much, and it and it's there's so much anger behind it. You can feel it. Um, and I think one of the other things that occurred that really, really hurt a lot. I think as a family was my son's sixth birthday, and. Um, we had only a couple of friends over and uh, we were in the front room and next minute we just heard these loud bangs. I didn't know what was happening. I had my daughter in my, my arms and uh, she's about two months old at the time. And my brother stands up and he says, they're egging your house. So I hand my baby over to my best friend. I run out, my brother runs out, my mum runs out and there's these two lads legging it and they hop on a bike and just disappear and we chased them down didn't I like I don't even know like what were we doing what were we chasing them down for what, what I was yeah. going to do if I yeah. got there I don't know but we have cameras I had to get cameras because of everything that was going on and um I saw the kids and before watching it I just hoped I prayed that it wasn't any of my students you know because that would have just broken my heart because I I care so much about my kids and um, but I I knew it wouldn't be you know because they're great, they're great kids. Um, it turns out I, I have no idea who the two were, um, but the, the the look in their face of just anger and determination, I think, was what got me the most. Like, why? And mm. like for my son, then for months after, it was like, do you remember on my birthday mom when when the house got eggs? Like that was that's the most memorable part of his day, you mm. know. Um, and two doors down for me. Um, there was acid poured on the top of my neighbor's car. And um, when the sergeant and Bray came to talk to me about all the different incidents that were happening, um, he said, look, uh, I just want you to know that that acid incident, we believe, was meant for you, but they just got the wrong house. And I was like, are you serious? Now, my neighbors had to, the car was totaled. They had to replace the whole vehicle because the acid got inside the car, inside the material, inside into the engine and everything. And again, we have video cameras along here. So you just saw, you saw two guys walking up to the car nonchalantly, have whatever bottle it's in. And the two of them walk, just walk all the way around the car about twice, nonchalantly, hoods up and then walk off again. You know, and I'm like, those things, like it, it's scary. That's not just words. That's, you know, and that's my family. It's my home. People know where I live, you know, and, and that, that has been tough. But again, like the support from the community and people of Ireland has, has been amazing and it has given me the strength, you know, to keep going. I think in the face of adversity and things like that, in the past, sure, what change would there ever have been in the world if, if because 
you know, it, it got tough. We stopped. Yeah. You know, we. And, do, and do you do you draw a line from the egging and the uh, graffiti and the acid? That's that's connected to you speaking up as part of the Black Lives Matter movement last yeah. year. Is that what? That's when all this yeah. kind of kicked off. Is it? Yeah, it all started when I, because I was doing a lot of activist work. I was, you know, on our local radio station, in the local newspaper, in the Irish Times, and, you know, on the Tuberty show. I was doing takeovers on Instagram pages, like of quite high profile people. So uh, it, I, it was a means to kind of shut me up, I think, but it, it, it did the opposite um, and gave me a fire instead. Mm. Mm. Do you find when you walk down the street, uh, you think to yourself, I wonder, is that a commenter? I wonder, is he or she a commenter? Like, I, I would feel that if I was walking down the street and I know that most people are good, but there's plenty out there who yeah. are not. I would, if, if you know, you catch people's eyes in the street all the time. You don't know what they're thinking. I think yeah. if I was you, I would wonder, is yeah. that it's dude looking at me thinking that. you should yeah. go home? I, I definitely have a couple of times. So I try not to. Like, Because um, you could go paranoid with that. Yeah, you could. So, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, I've always tried to live my life in a, in a positive way and focus on the blessings that I have rather than the negatives. Because I think if I had, I would be a very, very angry person. Yeah. I would have a lot of hate inside me, a lot of anger, and I'd be miserable. But if I allowed that to happen, sure, that means they've won, mm. you know? And I have a beautiful family. I have a lovely mom. I have a beautiful husband and kids. Like... I love my job. I love the work I do. I have a great life. Mm. So for me, I focus on those positive things, you know, as best I can. I'm human at the yes. end of the day, too, and there are bad days, but for the most part, you know. Yeah, and God, I'm not, not, I was going to say I'm afraid to ask. Um, and is the N-word still a part of your world? Is that in, in Ireland 2021? Is that still surfacing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most, most nights that I would ever go out to socialize, that would that's a word I'll hear. Whether somebody just walking past me, or they're behind me, or they're having a conversation, and um, like I've been, I've been in watching a football match, and a guy I'm about a meter away from him, and he was talking about the uh, football players and calling them uh, the f word monkeys, and you know, damn n words, and I'm just sitting there trying to enjoy myself, you know, and, and I'm just horrendous. I also had. Uh, a person uh, get their change from their their drink and turn and look at me and then back to the barman and said, um, yeah, you can put that in the box for the black babies. Mm. <sighs> like, where, where do you start? What do you do? Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I've learned to choose my battles because some things are just not worth it. Like, you know, I know there was one night that I was out with some friends and a man, as we were leaving the establishment, a man came at me. I had my Afro out and he just started trying to touch my hair and I was kind of bobbing and weaving and I was like, Can stop, please. Um, and he's like, no, no, I just want to have a feel. I just want to have a go of it. It's deadly looking, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want you to touch my hair. So can I please get by? And so I left and I'm with my friends and, they're just speechless. Like they literally were speechless. And they were like, no, we have to go back there. We need to go back there and tell him what he has just done is not acceptable. Like, mm. and I said, no, we don't. I'm not going to go. It's not the time. It's not the place. And I said, 
I've learned to pick my battles wisely. I'm not going to let that ruin my night. Mm. I won't give it a second thought. Let's go and have fun. You know what I mean? Because if I was to allow things like that in, sure, I'd be a walking, you know, a bomb of of anger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen. God. I don't know. I almost feel like you should apologize by just association. The, the, the awfulness of this is, is just... Um, just the depth of the hate and the stupidity and I don't know. Are you optimistic? Uh, do you feel change is happening quickly, slowly? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's definitely change happening. Like I, it's one of those things that needs to be like a five year, 10 year, 20 year plan. Like if anyone thinks that like next year things will be great, mm. then you've, you're just ignoring history because things like this have happened in the past and then it just goes back to normal again where you normalize hate and discrimination so you you hope you know with the likes of the olympic ireland um don't don't scroll by like they have they have taken an obvious stand to to acknowledge that they are against you know um hateful speech online discriminatory comments and anybody affiliated with them also and they're you know like that calling to the public and to sporting stakeholders to join to get on board with it and and i think that's huge it's really mm. important and the more organizations that do things like this will keep the cogs of the wheel turning you know and that's what we need so it, it, it'll take time you know and diversity in the media like even the fact that I'm, I get to be on a uh, homeschool hub, you know, like a lot, a lot of parents with mixed race kids have messaged me oh, to just thank sure. me um, mm. because their sons are delighted to see somebody that looks like them. Like my son was on the show at one stage too. Um, or just like my daughter was like, oh my God, mom, she has the same hair as me. Mm. You know, and like, they weren't able to do that before. There's yeah. nobody... You know what I mean? Like, and like when you think about it, like really, there's nobody else out there that's like you know a constant mm. figure for kids or for adults, you know. And it, it just and there's so many talented, um, black and mixed and brown um Irish people out there, you know. Uh, I just they just I think a lot of time we just haven't been given a chance. Yeah. Like I was told the other day, I did a, a modeling shoot for Kilkenny Design, and the photographer was like where have you been? And mm. I'm like, right here. I've always been here. I never mm. get any work ever. <laughs> like I'm always told I'm, ju I'm just not what they're looking for, you know? So I'm well, there's definitely, there's definitely a generation of sports people uh, kicking down the door. Irish sports yeah. people born in Ireland as Irish, as Irish can be. And they're on the way very soon. They'll be in inter-county jerseys. They'll be in Irish jerseys. They'll be at Olympics. I like it. that's great. You know that can't come soon enough. Soon enough, musicians as well. I think you're seeing, uh, you know oh. that 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 group who are hitting their twenties now are are coming, and it's it's kind of magic. And I, geez, like I, we we've all got to do everything we can to make it as easy as possible for them to come. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all just about inclusion and mm. just give everybody equal opportunity. You know, mm. that, that's all. That's all it is. Listen, I, was, I had plans, we're, we're kind of getting out of time. I had plans to talk to you about, um, let's do it another time, but we did, okay. we had not, we had Professor Niall Moyna on the show recently and it got a huge reaction because he was just talking about the um, physical health of our kids, you know, and, mm -hmm. and 
how much activity they're doing or not doing a week and secondary school teachers saying that they're seeing kids arriving now who can't bounce footballs and show all the basic motor skills and all that. So I'm sure you're at the yeah. cutting edge of Love to chat about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will we'll do that in a couple of weeks. Let's let's come on and chat about that. But maybe yeah. um maybe one yeah. core message at a time here is good. Yeah. yeah. The, cam the campaign yeah. again, if people want to check it out, is don't scroll by. Yes. And, and talking. Yeah, sorry, Emer. Whenever you post <clears throat> whenever you post anything, just do hashtag delete ban report and you can hashtag don't scroll by and tag Team Ireland and Olympic Ireland as well. And on my Instagram, I have a lot of my videos and they you know I, I get it get into my past and talk about a lot of different things that happened um i also have areas on there where there are there's a lot of great lit literature uh, documentaries movies podcasts so if anybody wants to reach out and have a look at those um my instagram is emer o'neill 14 um and i'm so open to any dialogue it's a safe place and there's no stupid questions i think when we're afraid to say the wrong thing, that's a really bad space to be in. We mm. need to talk about it. Don't be afraid to say the word black. You know, it's not a bad word. Mm. You know, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, Emer O'Neill, 14, I'd be delighted to communicate. Brilliant. Listen, great talking to you, Emer. Thanks so much, Emer O'Neill. Thank you. Thanks, for having me. Thanks a lot. It's been brilliant. Cheers. The OTB Podcast Network with Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein powered chicken bites. 